Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Minerva's Rubber Gum Glum Rubber Solution. Feeling glum in the gobber? Look, pal, we know times have you pouting the punum, and it's hard getting out of the grief gutter. Get that jaw working on rubber gum. Chew, chew, chew it. Minerva's Rubber Gum Glum Robber Solution will steal that sorrow and send it sailing. Minerva's Rubber Gum Glum Robber Solution is your small savior as you release the secret with every chomp. Glum never stood a chance with this gum. the secret ingredient is cocaine. Minerva's Rubber Gum Glum Robber Solution. Save your regrets for tomorrow. The fulcrums of Halide House. Cesarin the Salt Baron, his wife Agatha, and two daughters, Fanny and Temperance. Were one of the oldest and most powerful families in Selene. Cesarin was tall and sinewy, defined muscles from his intensive fencing workouts. He maintained them in his late middle age, believed in a vigorous daily routine, built a gymnasium into a floor of Halide and had a long steam before sliding into one of his tailored suits. He transferred the light pink of his salt mines through his house and clothing. He would stand in the entryway of Halite, staring deeply into the giant salt block there. He traced lines with his fingers, as if he could use it to tell the future, as if there were secrets buried deep within. He spent little time with his two daughters, made sure they had the finest of everything, did everything he could to drive out meekness or hesitation, but left it to nursemaids and governesses and tutors for the rest. The Fulcrums, both Cesarin and Agatha, had made it clear their approval would need to be hard-earned. Benny resented it, but Temperance seemed to relish at the idea of a real challenge and had a substantial disdain for mediocrity. Fanny, in her adolescence, grew increasingly rebellious and began running off with some of the older bachelors late into the night, gambling at casinos and taking in shows. When Cesarin forbade it, Fanny switched to the wealthy married men despite him. She'd run off for long stretches on holidays, and this last time, she seemed to have taken a page out of the Lisa party book and stayed out permanently in a state of debauchery. After Fanny vanished, Cesarin went out of his way to invite his daughter Temperance along for a weekly drive around the city, not wanting to lose both daughters. 
Cesarin had contracted the construction of a long, substantial motor car with tiny pink salt headlights and a pink trim accenting the black that swooped all the way along the car to the tail. It had two sets of doors and mounted white tires and would float down the streets uptown near Lanula Park. He and Temperance would sit mostly quiet as they took in the city. They were in contrast, him in his charcoal wool suit and Temperance in her pink dress, tight coat, and lambskin gloves. Cesarin's hands would clench over his walking stick, and he would occasionally clear his throat there was something for Temperance to notice out his window. Temperance would soak in every aspect of her father, match his posture, the stern, tight brow. She would ignore any impulse to stop at a street confection along the route, and loved it every time the driver would scare pedestrians out of the street with the horn. The drives became longer, took them away from the park, and eventually down through Celine, across the bridge, over the Lethe River, and into the sticks. Cesarin would have the driver take a slow tour through the destitute areas, give Temperance a good look, and remarked about what could happen with a misstep in industry to have a look where the labor force comes from, how they lived, and how they could be influenced. But often, he was silent as Temperance searched the sidewalks and alleys and gutters for a familiar face. On this drive, in a light rain, on a spring afternoon, Temperance Fulcrum realized why her father was taking such slow drives around the docks and warehouses and slums. You haven't seen her yet, have you? Cesarin asked, clearing his throat. Temperance thought for a moment. Antigone, you noticed I've been looking for Antigone. No, I haven't seen her. It was very generous for you to open up Halite House to Antigone and take her in at my request. I regret that she ran off. It was a failing on my part that the culturing and lessons didn't take. Nonsense. Do you see the weakness of character around you, Temperance? Littering these doorways. It's in the blood. You cannot possibly have converted a child after only some weeks. I know you were fond of the girl, but I'm sure she's back with her own kind now, probably stooped over a boiling pot of foul cabbage. Some sticks folks approached the car, tried to look in the windows. We don't have to do this anymore, Emperor said. I don't mind, said Cesarin. It's a shame. Had she stayed... She could have been taken in by the Bridewell House, learned how to become a productive member of the city. We can see how successful Ms. Burano's program has been. Please, don't mention those dead-eyed children. They're a fantastic example. Well-disciplined and hard-working, the Alchemist Society has partnered with the Bridewell House 
The Bridewell children have taken on a good deal of public works and positions in the city. Much better than the street rat newsboys in the park, or the match girls begging, or the chimney sweep with their dirty feet scuffling about. They only speak when spoken to. They don't make eye contact with their betters, and their uniforms are crisp and blend into the environment. If only my salt mine workers were as behaved. I wouldn't have to sacrifice the monthly to scare them. Temperance, wait here a moment. The car came to a stop. Cesarin held up an umbrella as the driver took to the trunk, pulled out two large blocks of salt, and placed them on a pedestal near the stick side of the river. Human salt licks. Cesarin placed out once a month part of his personal charity to keep the sticks hooked made for good press. He returned to the car, and it continued. Our uneasy truce with the Duncans is getting shaky. I don't think we can trust this for much longer. We may need to break the Duncans and take direct control, sweep out the warehouses and sticks, clean this place up. Like a festering wound down here. I swear the smell gets worse every time we do this. Temperance watched a desperate group of street children rush the salt blocks. They licked it and chipped pieces away and stuffed it in their pockets. It's becoming restless down here. You can feel it. I can see it in the eyes of the warehouse workers and the docks. See it everywhere. Can you feel it, Temperance? You see the Lethe River. It's cut this city in two since it was built up around it. But between the classes... There's a sharper line carved. Carved by the advancing clock of progress. Is it not obvious that this is the only car here? They're still using carts and carriages. They don't have chandeliers. They have candles. It feels as though it's two different worlds, separated by the Charnel Bridge. Look into those fast waters as we cross it. Temperance sat up and looked deep into the river waters below as they passed over it on the Charnel Bridge. Our family salt empire built this city. It laid some of the first tracks for the railroad, the roads, the salt taxes built the economic base for its rapid expansion. Selene sits atop the foundation of the Fulcrum Salt Empire, and it requires a strong, dedicated hand at its lead. One day... You will replace me to be that hand. A hand that must be skilled with a rapier, as well as a pen. Temperance nodded, understanding. You know, Temperance, you are getting to the age to join the Alchemist Society. You are almost old enough now to become a daughter of Isis. I feel in a few weeks, for your next birthday, we should hold the ceremony. What about Fanny? Temperance asked. Fanny has chosen her own path, away from us. It was never in her nature. She fought me from the start. I could see how she approached her tutoring. You, my Temperance... I can see in those eyes. You see how all this works. 
how they need to work to survive, for Halite to thrive. You understand the wills of men. You have a pink fire in your heart to lead the Fulcrum Empire, and someday, maybe, even the Alchemists. But you have a tremendous amount to learn, and you have to gain the respect of the mind bosses. On your next birthday, we will begin. The car passed over the Charnel Bridge, the largest bridge over the Lethe River, originally named for the bones used in the construction of the first bridge that mixed with stones to create a path over the river from the muck, the center of the Selene markets near the Lighthouse Lantern. As they headed uptown, the streets became wider, paved. The dress became nicer. The lights and signs brighter. The greenery tamed and designed. Shaped stones, statues, iron gates with gold trim, and into the very heart of the city, where the grandiloquent stacks and its giant green elephant statue held the complete assemblage of the knowledge of Selene upon its back, where the Vega Tower stretched upwards towards the sky, a round silvery globe and a long metal spike that pierced the clouds. Cesarin's car pulled to a stop at a fine brickwork square. It held the low, bubbling fountains and pointed to the Obsidian Alchemist Society symbol that sat in the giant dark wood doors that led into the harsh marble chambers of the Alchemist Society. Cesarin lifted his hat and cane. Why don't you get out, Temperance? We can have you size for a robe and sash today. See how they sit, and I can show you some of the history of the alchemists in my personal library. Temperance's heart leapt into her throat, but she did everything to hide it. She calmly nodded, tightened her gloves. The valet has opened the doors, and Temperance and her father stepped out into the rain, under a black and pink umbrella, respectively. Temperance watched the water move through the elaborate fountain works with its colored tiles, making the water seem to swirl the elements together into a black pool shaped like a toad at the center. From high above them, out of thick wetness of low clouds, a faint whimper from a man with eyes, mouth agape, money and jewels streaming out of his suit, his body spinning through the chill wet air as he rapidly descended towards the street, tear water flinging out the sides of his wrinkly eyes and mixing with the light rain. Crashed into the roof of the motor car. Daphne Wegg, Needle Street Report. Male victim from Alchemist Square. The deceased is an older male with a slim build. Aged approximately 75 years. A height about 5 feet 10 inches. Weight 115 pounds. Estimated time of death approximately 3 hours prior to examination. The body displays multiple major fractures and contusions, primarily located on the head, chest, and abdomen. Injuries appear to be consistent with a fall from a significant height, landing on a hard surface. Eyewitness state the body fell out of the low cloud layer possibly jumped or pushed out of a building, impacted with the roof of the motor car of Cesarin Fulcrum. The scalp shows evidence of impact, and there is considerable hemorrhage and laceration. 
The skull is almost completely shattered. Right arm and left leg display multiple fractures. Significant soft tissue damage over the chest and abdomen. Evidence of internal hemorrhage and damage to soft tissues and organs. Considerable hemorrhage in the brain. Lungs show signs of contusion and congestion. Multiple rib and sternum fractures. Laceration and hemorrhage of the heart. In addition, and this is where it gets weird. There are strange shallow lacerations in various areas across the body. Through these lacerations, someone has implanted coins, jewels, what looks to be chunks of pink salt subdermally all over the body. Bills were found rammed into the back of the mouth and throat. There were various land deeds and other valuable papers that fell with the body scattered upon the street. Inspectors are investigating now, but definitely signs that he was tortured and possibly killed before the fall. Had the impact not killed him, his wounds probably would have done so. Just before examination, the victim was identified. This is Mr. Sconce, one of the heads of the Overland Dust Company. I have not forgotten that Mr. Thegan was immolated in his home some time ago. Could these murders be connected? Inside the breast coat pocket, as I feared, there is an envelope and a letter. Same paper as before, and identical handwriting. Dear boss, the slope of Celine draws the waters below the bridge. Careful, or all the uptown silks will come tumbling down to the sticks, and all of their precious valuables will come tumbling with them. I stuffed up his screams with his favorite snack, and rubbed a little fulcrum into the wounds. One less overland from the lowlands, I say. Many more to come. Keep stepping across the bones, and we'll have their heads on pikes. You can't rob what's been rightfully stolen. I won't stop until they're all buried. Next ones won't have any regrets. Still so thirsty for more. Yours truly, the Little Jack.
Feeling trapped in the attic? Ingested a parasite? Looking for a Lenny Penny? Come bask in the emerald green glow of a strange city lying alone. Join our Patreon for Selena Cleveland, and Minerva might just let you pick her next solution. Join our Patreon, and no one will ever ask you for anything ever again. And again, 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 and again.